This is Ringler Radio, a podcast where we keep you current on the latest news from the settlement industry, updates on nationwide litigation, trends in the legal and insurance industries, and everything in between. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. So when it comes to objective settlement solutions, the consultants at Ringler are your go-to experts. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. I'm your host, Matt Ross. On today's episode, I had the pleasure of speaking with attorney Bill Colarulo, partner at Grungo Colarulo, and Ringler Settlement Consultant Simon Rossiter. The topic we discussed was about emerging trends in the legal world. We had such a great conversation that we actually had to split this into two episodes. In part one for today's episode, Bill and Simon share why they center their practices around the client experience and how culture in a firm is the driving force behind it. Let's listen in. Bill and Simon, welcome to Ring the Radio. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Happy to be here, man. Thanks for having us, Matt. Before we dive into talking about trends in law firms, why don't each of you give us a little intro about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Bill Calarulo. I am the co-founder of, a, of Grungo Calarulo, a law firm in South Jersey, Philadelphia area. We opened up in about 2015, and it was just me, my business partner, Rich Grungo, and One Paralegal. And since that time, we've grown from three people to 35 people. And we've really focused on the client experience and building a place with a strong culture, something that a lot of law firms aren't known for. And we wanted to really change the way people thought about law firms. And that's what hopefully we've been able to do and we can continue to do in the future. Interesting, Bill. Yeah, I definitely want to talk about culture a little bit later. But before we do that, Simon, what about you? So I'm a settlement advisor at Ringler. I've been doing this for 16 years, and I help lawyers like Bill uh, in terms of managing their clients' funds after settlement, protecting it, setting up trusts, and really just helping them to engage their clients and protect them going forward. All right. So again, today we're talking about trends in law firms. And so, Bill, you're on this podcast because you have a really unique approach, in my opinion, to kind of how you set up your firm and your practice overall. Uh, and in our prep call, you said something pretty profound. Uh, you have a, I guess, a quote from Maya Angelou, uh, where it's not about you know what you say or how you do it. I'm paraphrasing, but it's how you make people feel. And you're really big on that customer experience. And I would, I'm curious, and I know our audiences, is how do you translate that that feeling concept and making people feel a certain way in your overall customer experience with your clients? Yeah, it's not easy, especially in the fact that doing what we do and the type of law that we do is we're usually dealing with someone after something very bad or tragic has happened to them or, or a close family member, whether it's a bad accident, it's, a, it's nursing home abuse, or we do employment discrimination. So a lot of times people have been discriminated against for something very personal to them, whether it's their race or their gender or their sexual orientation. So when they're picking up the phone and they're making that call, it's not a very good phone call for them to make. So we want to try to make that experience as positive as possible in light of the circumstances. You know, we want to deliver great legal results. Absolutely. That's why they've hired us. That's why they called us. That's what we do. We're a law firm. But during that same time, we want that experience to be a positive one. And when you cite to that Maya Angelou quote, one that we say often here, a lot of clients may not know that the amount of money that we got them was more than the lawyer up the street would have gotten them. They, they might not know that. If, mm. you know, we got them 100000 but the guy up the street only gets them seventy five. They don't know that. But what they will know and what they will remember is how they were treated from the first time they called our office 
all the way up until the end when our representation ends. And what we've done to focus on that client experience is it's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to actually implement a positive client experience. And the only way you can do that is by having a strong culture where your people enjoy being here. Because if your people don't like being here, they're not going to provide a good client experience. It's just impossible. They need to love your company first before your fans or your, you know, your clients. I say fans because we want to create fans, but before your clients are going to love your law firm. And that's one of the things that I know that, you know, Bill, when I first met you and stuff like that, it was a, a good match in terms of how we have a, have a thought towards working with clients and stuff like that, that they really do matter. They really their end result from this case has to be more than just the fact that, like you said, they got a check at the end of the day. They have to feel that they were cared for, that they were supported and stuff like that. And as you, you mentioned that you're, you know, when you guys are done with the case, you know, it's automatically sure that they have that money and the protection going forward. But I think a big part of it is just that culture that you guys have was something that really drew me to you and Rich in the beginning in terms of making sure that it was a good fit between the two companies and how you guys treat everybody. It's just, it's huge. Yeah. So if someone doesn't have a good customer experience, if you don't execute on that, are the results worse for the people that you're representing in every situation? Well, it depends on what you mean by result. You know, we may be able to deliver the same legal result without providing a good customer or client experience. I don't think that that's possible. Because I think that by us having that great relationship with our clients, where they know that they feel very comfortable with everyone that they speak to or interact with at our firm, that that translates into also delivering a better legal outcome. Because you're able to learn more about the individual. You're able to learn more about how they've been impacted by this accident. You find out things that maybe you would not have otherwise known simply because you're in constant communication and you've developed a strong relationship. So I do think that the legal result is more positive because of that experience. But ultimately, it goes further than that. And it's just dealing with clients who are in such a tough point in their lives. Something really bad has happened. And you are, yes, you're their lawyer. But in a lot of ways, I don't want to say you're their therapist because that's not what we do and we're not licensed to be therapists, but they call here and they vent and mm. they sometimes are, they don't have anyone else to talk to and they will contact their paralegal or their lawyer and they will express the difficulties that they're going through in their life. And I think that there is something therapeutic about that that also helps them not only get a good legal result by the end, but maybe also be in a position where they can move forward with their lives with more than just the financial recovery, but they've gotten some sort of closure. I don't want to say they've gotten closure because in some instances, nothing will make what they went through better. But by providing that experience, it also can hopefully allow them to move forward in their lives. Okay. So uh, Simon, as Bill's partner, I, how important is that your values align? I mean, you're, you're obviously an extension of Bill in, the, in a lot of these cases. Do you... Uh, have an extra onus to ensure that the same customer experience that he's trying to provide is executed on your end? Do you do you have your own customer experience that you're trying to execute on? Yeah, I think it's more about just making sure that you're understanding the situation that these people are in, creating that culture and creating that opportunity for those clients to have that comfort level is huge. The steps that Bill and, and Rich took to develop a law firm 
that has these values in place and how that's affected everything going on during the past two years of craziness that we've had, I think really set them up as a firm to be able to help those clients and help them ensure that they're still providing that same level of customer satisfaction, even when kind of the whole world kind of came to a halt there for, for a little while. Yeah, this doesn't sound like a novel concept. I mean, be communicative, uh, be honest, get the best result for your client, uh, be professional. I mean, what what is going on in the legal industry? I don't want to assume that no one's doing this and this is just some novel concept. But is there is there yeah. something going on in the legal industry that is just like this is way outside of left field and that people are really responding to this because it hasn't been the norm? Yeah, I think you, you see it a lot, unfortunately. I mean, not all law firms do a bad job of it, but I know we get a lot of calls, a lot of calls from prospective clients who want to switch to our law firm from another law firm. And when we ask them why, it's, well, my lawyer never calls me. I, I never hear from them. They never tell me mm. what's going on. You know, too many lawyers forget that at the end of the day, we're in the customer service business too. This is customer service. It is. We're a law firm, but it's all about customer service. You know, you want your calls returned. You want your questions answered. You want to have that open, honest communication. So, you know, although it doesn't sound like a novel concept, there's too many law firms, I think, that forget we're in the, the customer service business. And, you know, one of the things I remind my people of a lot is you may be working on 50 cases. Your client has one case. They go to bed at night thinking about that case. They wake up in the morning thinking about that case. They're driving down the road. They're thinking about that case. So it's very easy to get annoyed with a client who may be calling and asking you questions all the time about the case. But you need to understand that's the only case on their mind, although it's not the only one on yours. So try to appreciate that. Assume good intentions when your clients are calling you. It's funny you say that because we had a... Uh a new hire a couple of years back. And one of the first things I said to him is every single time that you're putting out a structured settlement plan to someone, this is their one and only case, right? We might do the same thing. We handle, you know, somewhere close to like a thousand cases a year in our office. But that one case for that one person is the only time, hopefully, hopefully the only time they're going to have to go through something like this in their life. And it's huge, but I think that's important that you you hold those values that you have and you don't you know stray from them. So, so uh, you both mentioned culture a lot in uh, what you're trying to execute on and building that. So, Bill, you you've uh, grown your firm from two to thirty. I think thirty five. You said was it thirty five? Yep. Employees. Yep. So, how do you scale culture? And is it? I mean. I know there's a lot of attorneys that listen to this podcast. So, you know, maybe, you know, not giving away your magic sauce, but, you know, painting a picture of scaling culture is hard. And to do that on any scale is is difficult. And I'm curious how you did it at yours. Yeah, I think law firms and really any business, the most important thing to do is to develop your core values. I think you have to have core values as a company for you to be able to build culture. If you don't have values, you can't just build a culture. It would be impossible. You know, we have we have a bunch of values. We have family first, mm-hmm. honesty, communication, continuous improvement, and then community. And what we've done is we really live and breathe and make decisions based off of those values. And when I say make decisions, we hire to those values. 
So just as important as someone's skill set when it comes to whether or not they're a good lawyer or a good paralegal or a good legal assistant, they also have to fit our culture. And we've developed with our interviews, with our questions, we are making sure that those values resonate with them. And sometimes you know, someone may be able to trick you on an interview and they come in and they start working here, but they will realize very quickly that they may not fit the culture. And we realize very quickly if they don't fit the culture because these aren't just words. They're, they're things that we make decisions on. They're things that our people understand. We don't have a hierarchy here. Mm. I think you know, specifically talking about law firms, a lot of times they're Lawyers get a bad rap, sometimes necessary, right? They're not not always the nicest, not always the nicest people. But you know, you were, I've worked at law firms where the lawyers are disrespectful to the other staff, disrespectful mm-hmm. to paralegals, disrespectful to legal assistants. Come in in the morning, don't say hello to anybody. You know, leave without saying. We don't like that here. No one is above anyone. You know, we're only as good as our paralegal. You're only as good as your legal secretary. You're only as good as that front desk receptionist that answers the phone. When you have a strong culture that's very easily seen and recognizable, it almost attracts, it doesn't almost, it really does attract top talent. Because when you are on social media and you're putting out the type of firm you are and you're creating these fans from clients who are talking about this experience and you have people who love working here and they're telling their friends and they're telling their families, when we put an ad out for a paralegal or a lawyer, we have our response, it's, it's humbling the amount of people that want to come work for us. And when we ask them why, they say, oh, we love your culture. It really resonates with us. Oh, we love how much you give back to the community. Oh, we love how you take care of your people. You know, my mom will tell me all the time. My mom, I don't think, has ever had a job where it had strong culture. And she'll always say, oh, you do too much for your people. You do too much for your people. <laughs> oh, you know, I can't believe it, what you, what you did this time. And I said, you have no idea. And, and we're not talking a lot. We're not talking like, you know, Rich, uh, Rich and Bill are giving out Rolexes here. It's just simple things like, you know, a food truck or, you know, getting the employees to give back. Yeah, it's, it's, it's little things, but it's amazing. And, and, you know, we've talked about it before, Bill. It really does make a huge difference in terms of how your clients and, and your employees give back. And it's a lot of firms. But, you know, I, I once sat at a mediation um, with with multiple plaintiffs and I was sitting with plaintiff counsel and their client and in a big mediation center and, and we walk out and this other attorney's client sitting there by himself in a room and the attorney went and got themselves their own mediation room to sit at because they didn't want to have to sit there and talk to their client during the mediation. Oh, man. And it, you, you're shocked by it, but it happens a lot where it's just like, you know, I'm the lawyer, I'm here, let me do my job. And then, you know, you're my client. I'll tell you when I've got you enough money type deal. It's, it's shocking, but it does happen. But the crazy thing is, you know, you, you, I talk, I mentioned my mom. Well, my mom is a baby boomer, right? She, so she, she's in her, in her 60s. And that kind of used to be the mentality. My mom has never worked at a firm with great culture. Not that she hasn't liked her jobs necessarily, but has never, you know, I always would hear my mom complaining that the weekend was over, right? It's always, oh, I got to go to work tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And that was kind of the baby boomer mentality. You know, you woke up, you went to work, you, you, you followed the American dream, you worked hard, you tried to buy a home and give your kids a better life than you had. Well, the baby boomers are in their 60s. You have new generations here now. You have Gen X 
And then just most importantly, is you have the millennials here and now you have Gen Z. Millennials make up over 35% of the workforce. And then Gen Z that's coming up behind them, by 2025, the predictions are they're going to make up over 25% of the workforce. So between the millennials and Gen Z, you're going to have over 50% of the workforce that are not of that mentality. Millennials and Gen Z, they don't want to work at places with horrible culture or no culture or Mm -hmm. where they don't feel like there's anything that they're doing to not only better the client they're helping, but really better their communities. They want to be a part of something. They need to have that. So the way we used to run businesses is no longer going to work. You know, and, and we can get into how much the world changed. It's been mentioned a couple of times with, with COVID in 2020, but the great resignation that we saw in 2021, yep. in, in April of 2021, April of 2021 alone, 4 million Americans quit their job. And then in June of 21, 3.9 million Americans quit their job. And you don't have to go far. We mentioned, I mentioned this to you guys before too. McDonald's is even offering signing bonuses to try to get people to come work for them. (laughs) You know, it's, it's not that easy. People aren't begging for jobs anymore and they don't stay at jobs that don't make them feel good. So you can't have that mentality as a boss of, oh, well, they're lucky to have a job. No, no, no. You're lucky to have them here. And I think you have to have that mind shift in your brain as a CEO or a manager. They're not lucky to have a job. You're lucky to have someone that's willing to come to your office every day and work and do a good job at it. And you need to make sure they feel appreciated because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. I mean, we all just want to feel like that we're being appreciated and that we're important for the hard work we do. And, and I think that's what it really comes down to. And it goes back to that whole thing that we talked about the whole time, that culture, right? You've got to have people that are willing to respect what's going on in the people's lives. And, and that translates from the client experience to the employee experience to everything you do. I know a lot of it is just simple things like giving back. But now a lot of law firms do do that. But is it just something that they're writing a check for or is it something that's actually part of the culture? And that's obviously a big difference because any big company can write a check, but is it something yeah. that people actually want to be part of? Well, that was part one of two of our conversation with Bill Colarulo and Simon Rossiter. Join us next month for part two, where we dive into what the future holds in the legal world and discuss new marketing trends. If you're a fan of Ringler Radio, be sure to like and subscribe to the show on all major podcast platforms. And follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook. As always, we'd also like to thank our Ringler Radio sponsors, American General Life Company, Berkshire Hathaway, Matt Life, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, Prudential, and USAA. Ringler is proud to partner with each of these companies as they provide competitive products for individuals seeking security for their financial futures. To learn more about how you can enhance your client experience during the settlement process, Contact your local Ringler consultant by locating them at www.ringlerassociates.com. Ringler Radio is a production of Ringler Associates. All of the opinions expressed by the participants of this podcast are their own and do not represent any legal, tax, or financial advice from Ringler Associates. For more information about how to work with Ringler, visit www.ringlerassociates.com.